Hi! Welcome to the CJB Sports Show podcast. Now on iTunes. Wow! Okay. We're becoming big time, folks. Today on the show, Matt Nichols, quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. How's he enjoying his offseason? Looking ahead to this season, the CBA talks, and what TV shows he's watching right now. Then, Noel Harding, who runs the Brandon Boxing Club just under a year ago. It was destroyed by fire. Now, up and running, stronger than ever. So he'll talk about that. Plus, round two of the NBA playoffs is underway. So my big man panel assembles to break it all down on the podcast. Speaking of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, their quarterback, Matt Nichols, joins me now on the CJOB Sports Show. Matt, how are you tonight? Good, how are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for uh, taking time to talk to me. I uh, saw you uh, signing autographs for a couple hours at FanFest. What was that experience like for you to see uh, all the fans coming out and showing their support? Yeah, awesome. Uh, you know, it was a little bit of a chilly day, but still, you know, thousands of fans out there. And, you know, Nick and I sat at a table and signed autographs for two straight hours. Line was fully and a lot of people excited to uh, get the season going. Uh, you know, it's nice to just see, too, that, uh, you know, just the age variance in, in our fan base. You know, there's a lot of a lot of kids out there super excited to come out and, and meet us and be in the stadium. So overall, incredible day and, and really gets you excited for the season. That's right around the corner. So how has your off season been? Yeah, it's been incredible. Um, you know, a few trips here and there with the family. Other than that, just uh, working out, getting ready for, for this season. And it's one of those things where December, January usually – uh, drag along a little bit, and as soon as you kind of hit free agency, it feels like uh, you know, time speeds up, and all of a sudden we're you know, right here on the doorstep of uh, training camp. I remember you were talking to uh, our friends on the start, the morning show here, and uh, talking about nutrition and how you couldn't eat your kids' leftover sandwiches, and or you're letting grilled cheese go to waste. Is that still really hard to keep the nutrition straight with the little kids? Well, I mean, we you know we did that for uh, a month of. Um, you know, extremely strict, no, no slips, no mess ups, you know, but it's all building towards, uh, just, a you kind of a healthier lifestyle that, that everyone talks about. And, and, uh, you know, for me and my wife, you know, we're big, big foodies and enjoy, uh, you know, going to restaurants and stuff. So, uh, just try and keep that to a, a minimum and, and we're at home on a daily basis, you know, eating healthy meals and, and, prepping ahead of time you know so it, it has been good for us you know, I'm I'm about 12 pounds down from uh you know where I was uh, a couple months ago and, and feeling like I'm in the best shape I've been in in, in years and uh you know one of the things that's one of the things that you know I thought about at the beginning of the off season that I wanted to be able to move around a little bit better and just feel better out there on the field and uh you know so definitely made some changes to make sure that uh you know, I'm out there in the in the best shape possible to help my team win so it's April 29th right now. How much contact, how much practicing training have you done with teammates to this point? Uh, I mean, I think about the usual. Uh, you know, I'm always in contact with, with the guys, especially the veteran guys on the team. And you know, we uh, have my, my QB group chats, and you know, we have our group chat with a lot of the guys on Snapchat. And so we all kind of uh, keep in contact all off offseason. Um, you know, it's hard to, to really get together a ton you know, I went down to went down to Florida and hung out with Medbox for for a few days with the family, and then you know being back in town here, it's nice because you know there's four or five guys that, that live in the city full time, so just being around those guys a little bit, uh, you know, get the feeling back of 
of, uh, like I said, football about to start again. How closely are you keeping track of what's going on between the uh, CFL Players Association and the uh, CFL as they work towards figuring out the new CBA? Yeah, I mean, obviously it affects all of us and affects fans and and teams and players and, um, you know, a country. So, you know, I hope that I hope it gets worked out on time. You know, I still have to prepare this. We're going to start on time. Uh, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice if you just expect that it's not going to be done on time. But at the same time, you know, there's uh, plans in place to just continue training if if we don't start on time. But like I said, I'm I'm always you know watching film. I'm always uh, doing things on my own to to prepare myself. So uh, like I said plan on starting on time. But if we don't, you know, I'll be ready whenever whenever that does get done. But you know, I'm confident that everyone wants football to happen. Uh, on time and you know, I hope that that we can come to an agreement and and have that be the case you know I think that obviously it's it's not good for anyone if we don't start when we're supposed to and and uh you know, I hope that both sides are able to see that and and uh, come to an agreement on time how much were you a part of any of the free agent recruiting to bring guys to Winnipeg uh you know a few things here and there it's it's nice for me that I'm this will be my 10th year in the league, so I feel like for the most part, I pretty much have some sort of uh, relationship with most guys across the league and most, you know, all the guys that are going to free agency are guys that have been in the league for a couple of years. So um, whether I've played with them before or met them at CFL week or you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, you know, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good reputation out there. You know, I do have a lot of teammates on pretty much every team now. So, uh, it's it's easier for me these days with going out and reaching out to players and and uh, um, you know obviously I want I want our team to to be as good as it can be so if there's anything I can do to sway talented players to come play for us I'm definitely going to do it. Now you've you went to Gonzaga as part of a master's program. How's that going? Yeah, it's going great. Um, a year in now, so one year to go. Yeah, they've been great working with me to to make sure I have a a minimal load for the first half of the season and and basically the back half of the season off and I'll, you know, kind of make it up in the winter. But, you know, so they've been great working with me and, and kind of my my circumstances. And, and so that'll be, be great this year. And, yeah, I did the internship, worked at all the men's and women's basketball games all off season. I'll do it again next year. And uh, you'll probably get a little more in-depth into the day-to-day and getting some meetings and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a great experience for me. And, Obviously, like I said, I'm tenth year in the league, so my degree is about nine years outdated, and uh, you know, it was time to, to update that, take the next step, and uh, you know I want to play for five to eight more years, but you know at the same time you gotta you gotta see big picture and prepare for for life after football, and um, you know that's that's part of it for me is making sure I have that master's degree so that when that time does come, it's not a a scramble to figure out what I'm going to do next. You know, it's already been prepared for. So working with the basketball teams and then obviously going to that school now, is it uh, a bit heartbreaking to see the Zags go out early in the men's basketball tournament? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they, you know, they went to elite eight, but, uh, but I thought that there was a talented team this year. And I've always rooted for them. You know, my wife worked at the university uh, for through her high school and college life. And, so I've always been a fan of them, you know, probably not completely into it, but now, yeah, definitely being a student there and working there all year, uh, getting to know a lot of the people, 
there at the university. You know, I was definitely way more into yelling at the TV, and and uh, uh, it was a tough one. But you know, they, they ran into a, a Texas Tech team that played you know some of the best defense I've seen a, a college team playing here. So uh, it's hard to be too upset when you lose to a, a team that's you know on a roll like that. But yeah, it was definitely different for me this year watching them being uh, an actual student of the school. Now I saw on your Twitter feed that you uh, you beat Justin Medlock on the golf course. He's obviously a, a notorious with his own, own clubs yeah. with with his own clubs. <laughs> so what was that? Uh, yeah, we actually we actually both struggled a little bit with our first rounds that we had played in in months. But yeah, our, so our, you know our families are are very close. You know our kids play together. My wife and his wife have become really good friends. So we went down to to Jupiter and. Um, and we got sick of watching all their Snapchats and pictures and Instagram posts of what Jupiter looks like. So we had to go check it out for a week. And, uh, yeah, it was an incredible time. Uh, it took me to a great golf course. And, and we both actually struggled a little bit. But uh, when it kind of came down to crunch time in the end, had a couple of big shots that, uh, you know, he, he he's a guy that's an extreme competitor, especially on the golf course. and. I know he wasn't he wasn't very excited about how that one finished. <laughs> Did you get some kind of reward for beating him? Did you have a bet on it? No, my reward is just him knowing that he lost. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's satisfying. Very satisfying, but uh, he'll he'll get me. Uh, you know, we're we're pretty uh, even, I think, in terms of our our golf skills, and uh, you're both kind of mid 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 to high seventies golfers that, you know, I think if we played a lot, could get that down a little bit lower, but both, both don't get to play a ton. Well, you're kind of busy during the season. So that's understandable. Before I let you go, Matt, yeah. I also saw on your Twitter feed that you, you list your, in your bio that you're a TV binger. So what's uh, high on your list right now? Right now. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, my wife and I, that's our, uh, you know, our go-to is kids go to bed and, you know, we watch TV for a couple hours and we're, you know, big fans of all kinds of TV shows. But right now, we're, we uh, we have watched, I think, uh, we're in season four of Ray Donovan. That we, we watched season one a long time ago and just never got back to it and uh, you know picked it back up. And now we're, we're crushing seasons of Ray Donovan, just waiting for Wednesday nights, The Survivor, and Sunday nights, Game of Thrones. And then the rest of the nights, we're, we're uh, staying on Ray Donovan right now. It's a great show. I won't ask you about Game of Thrones last night because there may be people cool. in our audience that haven't seen it, so we don't want to ruin it for them because I know that there are a few people I that... I can respect that because I wouldn't want it ruined for me, but holy cow. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that, holy cow. Yeah. All right, Matt, I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, no problem, appreciate it. It was almost a year ago. Remember? That huge fire in Brandon, Manitoba that left a lot of downtown Brandon charred, burned, and they were reeling, caused $25 million in damage. And it was one of the more devastating fires this province has ever seen. The Brandon Boxing Club was affected by that fire. Noel Harding joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. What is the last... Well, first of all, Noel, thanks for joining me tonight. What has the last year been like for the Brandon Boxing Club? Well, thanks for having me. You know, it's been uh, very difficult, to say the least. Uh, a good challenge uh, ahead of us last year when I came back uh, to nothing uh, when the, the boxing club burned down. Uh, with the help of my volunteers, my, my dedicated members, 
uh, and my sponsors, we've been able to rebuild the club entirely, and uh, it's bigger and better than ever, just like we vowed to do one year ago. So how much work did it take, uh, and how long did it take to get the club back running again? Well, it was a, a community effort over the course of a, a minimum of six months. It took uh, to create some funding in order to rent a new place. Then once we were able to achieve that, it took a real huge group effort uh, turning it into a home, into a boxing club again. Uh, lots of things had to be done, but thankfully our community is full of a lot of wonderful people, and uh, we all came together as a group. Our club stayed together, uh, steadfast, worked to move forward together, and uh, here we are today with our, our brand-new club, and uh, better than ever, like I said. What was the moment like where you reopened it for the first time? Uh, very satisfying. Uh, you know, when I actually signed the lease, uh, I, I saw the place, in, envisioned the, the, the final goal when I, when I saw it. And I, I thought so, so much potential. Uh, there's so many things we're trying to do with the club. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been possible. I found a naming rights sponsor uh, for my club, uh, and that's Brad Orser out of Brad Orser Consulting in Melita. And if it wasn't for that gentleman, uh, the club wouldn't have been reborn. Uh, that's that's allowed me to uh, rent a new facility and uh, new equipment. We're improving the place daily, and it's all group effort. We've funded the place outside the box uh, by selling advertising space in the gym, and that's really how we've kept the place alive. Uh, all of our great uh, sponsors, for sure. Now, I, I think I remember uh, Global doing a story, and you were training outside basically just on the street right after the fire? That's right. Like when I got home from Mexico last May, uh, we were training outside in Mexico. Uh, so I said to my members, hey, why the heck can't we do that? We got the weather to do it. My really dedicated members stayed with me. We trained for four months outside. The program kept rolling. We actually didn't lose a fight for about 11 months. We were on an undefeated roll, which was impressive considering we didn't have a gym. Uh, it was great. And then finally in October, we found our dream spot that I saw that we could uh, grow in. And uh, I've slowly been working towards making this program what our end goal is to try to make it free for the whole community. Right now we're offering an addictions program. So this uh, program is free to anyone suffering from meth or, or drug abuse in our community. And uh, that's one way we can give back to all the wonderful uh, people in our community that have helped us. So why was that initiative important to you? I just thought, you know, as we know in Manitoba or even all over the prairies, meth is a huge crisis. I love my community and I hate to see, I hate to hear about all these problems and and see it. And every time you you open the paper, there's a huge bust of drugs. Uh, It's draining our community. I spend a lot of time in Mexico and it's a lot different there, how they live. It's all outdoors. People are outside. They're not, you know, confined to their phones or their homes. Uh, And I try, I want to bring that back to my city. So this, what I'm working on is almost a prairie oasis, if you will, where my end goal is to try to make it free for the community. We're going to have an outdoor area where sports are happening on a regular basis. I'm hosting events on a regular basis down there. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, I think with the right support, I can make this program entirely free, breaking down the barrier to, uh, you know, stopping some people from coming down. So I want anyone to be able to come down and that's how this will really serve our community. Now, you mentioned Mexico. I understand that you've opened up a club there? I own a club in Mexico now, in Jamai, Jalisco as well. And that was another thing that was important to me. Uh, you know, that, thing, that place has really helped my career. The coaches down there and the people have been more than welcoming. Uh, so I thought it's a drop in the bucket for our club to open up a second locale. 
as far as, you know, we know how the economy is, right? So we've opened up our second gym down there. Uh, it's home to eight professional fighters. Uh, you know, so it's a real big step in the right direction for us. Something I, I like to give back to the community. That's why I've been running a boxing club for 20 years. Uh, it's never been about money. It's about uh, serving your community. So I really am really happy and proud that we've opened a second locale and, and we're on our way to really, uh, you know, letting our, our first locale in Brandon here, uh, let it off of the boom. It's uh, going great. When's your next fight? Hopefully uh, sometime over June. Uh, nothing stated, uh, cemented yet. Uh, May or June, I'm looking to keep active. I just broke my inactivity on 420, April 20th. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get back in there again. Uh, we'll see over the next uh, four weeks. We'll see. Finally, for someone who looks at boxing and, and would hesitate to try it, obviously there's questions about uh, head injuries. But why? what would you say to somebody to encourage them to just come out and give it a shot? Well, you know, that's a common thing. And people think they have to walk into a boxing club and get hit. Well, I mean, that's the last thing we want you to do. We want to we want to teach you an art. And part of learning that art is, you know, not using it outside of the boxing club. But not only that, I mean, uh, most most of my members are recreational. 90%, I'd say, members recreational. Uh, 10% are competitive, meaning 10% would actually get hit. Uh, a lot of people, boxing's growing, uh, gaining huge popularity as a fitness alternative. There's a ton of great clubs in Winnipeg. Some clubs in Westman as well, all great clubs. I encourage anyone to try boxing. It's a great fitness alternative. It doesn't mean you're going to get beat up. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. That's what you're going to do. Well, Noel, I appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck with all your uh, future endeavors here. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day, guys. All right. That is Noel Harding. He runs the Brandon Boxing Club, which burned to the ground almost a year ago. It was uh, in the middle of May last year that big fire happened. And he has rebuilt it, and it's going strong. So good for him. Whenever there's NBA news to talk about, I assemble the big man panel. Ty Jordan from the Power Drive. Kyle Milroy, self-described podcast boy. We are all tall. I'm 6'5". Ty's about 6'4". Kyle's maybe 6'2", 6'1". So, yeah. It's also, you know, we're the only ones that really watch basketball. Here at CGOB. But anyway. <laughs> so we are into round two of the NBA playoffs. And unlike the NHL playoffs, it's one versus four, two versus three in both conferences. The first round, there wasn't a lot really in terms of drama, though we did get two weird Golden State losses. And we did get a game seven in which the Spurs were revealed to not be a perfect robot, Kyle. I am shocked that a team with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge on their on their squad didn't succeed in the playoffs. Yeah, it's Ooh. weird. I am shocked. That's a burn. Burn on DeMar DeRozan. That, that was a weird game. I still think Denver would have won, but the, the weirdness of the end of that game when Popovich was just screaming for to someone foul. to foul and nobody yeah, did. Yeah, down by four points. Denver had the ball up by four points, I should say, with like 30 seconds left, and they just... And dribbled off the clock and it was over. He fouled. That's it's very the, strange. The one coach you probably want to listen to every time he tells you to do anything. Right. Don't you, think they could have heard him. It was yeah. loud, but it's loud in arenas. That's, that's why not you get, an excuse. That's why you get a game seven at home, right? That's yeah. why you play for the home home court advantage. Yep. So we go into round two now. Uh, we've seen one game in each series except the Denver-Portland series, which begins tonight and would certainly be considered by almost everybody to be fourth in the order of what they want to see. I'm thinking this is the most interesting one. Though, I do too, I but in terms of like win. a superstar star wide range appeal 
It's also on at 9.30 Central every night. That's tough. <laughs> Super yeah. late. It's going to be tough. Let's start with the Toronto Raptors. They get through Orlando in five games. They look really good against Philly in game one, just their third game one win ever mm-hmm. in a playoff series. Toronto the favorite as long as Kawhi's killing it like he I, was in game if, one. If Kawhi's doing that, I don't think anyone could stop them. I have Philly isn't a great matchup for Toronto. I mean, Excuse me. Toronto isn't a great matchup for Philly. They don't... They don't spread out as much. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot threes, they, or doesn't shoot threes, so they don't have to worry well, about it's him. Well, both. He can't, the, and he doesn't from the baseline. <laughs> so the amount of crazy defense that Kawhi can play, and also his, because it's sort of a, a cast off from playing with the Spurs, is that infectiousness in the defense where Kawhi gets going, and then he gets Siakam going, and Ibaka had a couple of huge blocks in Game One, and I mean the Raptors fans have, for years have thought that Demar Derozan was like a superstar. Kawhi's a superstar. He buried Demar see. all day today on I, this. I don't mean to, but it's like panel. Demar was a very good B plus A minus player, but Kawhi is an A plus player, and it shows. That's what you need. And the fact that Milwaukee looks kind of beatable, I don't know that the Raptors can be stopped on their way to the finals. They just if, need... they, if Boston gives them a game plan on how to stop uh, Giannis and the Bucks. <laughs> They need uh, the forwards to shut down Joel, and then they're good. That's all I was worried about is like just have the forwards shut down Joel, and you're pretty much solid. And MB did not have a good game one. No, he was shut Does down. Does it concern you at all that the Raptors bench did almost nothing? I think winning by 20 points while having the bench mob do nothing is a good thing. Okay. I mean, Kawhi's not going to get 45 every game. Siakam's not going to get 30-something every game. They're not both going to shoot like 70%, but also the bench isn't going to score like Eight points or whatever right. they did. So they just need to shut out. down on defense. That's all they need They're to do. Too, is... Embiid's a great player, but he can't. He can't bang on the, He can't bang on the court for that long every game. He gets winded. He's not. In, he's not in great shape. He's not in great shape, and he can't play that physical game. He likes to play the the half court game when possible. And if the Raptors just keep running him off the court, it's not going to be good for Philly. Mm-hmm. So their opponent would be the winner of. Milwaukee, Boston. The Celtics go into Milwaukee, shocked me. and just beat the crap out of Milwaukee. Shocked they take Giannis me. out of the game basically and say, "All right, everyone else, you got to beat us." And we're reminded that if Giannis isn't the guy, that there's not a lot in Milwaukee. It also reminded me that Kyrie Irving. I think people always forget that when uh, that when he played with the Cavaliers and LeBron, that was two A plus players mm-hmm. taking on the Warriors. That's how you come back three one, and he's just an A plus player. He was lights out. It looked like out there. In game one, I really liked what Kyrie was Boston's doing. Boston's good. Mm-hmm. Boston like they had some good. hiccups down the stretch, but remember, they should have been in the final last year without Hayward and without Irving. Hayward's still working his way back, but if Kyrie Irving is on his money, they're they're tough. They're really tough. Where do tough. you rank Gordon Hayward against DeMar DeRozan, Kyle? <laughs> Oof, uh, well, no, DeRozan's, I mean, yeah, DeRozan's better than Hayward. Whoa, <laughs> now he's grilling Hayward. <laughs> I'm not grilling Hayward. I'm just speaking the truth, at least this season, certainly. I think Rosen's got a higher ceiling than mm-hmm. Hayward. But I don't. I think Milwaukee will bounce back a bit. I, oh, yeah. I was shocked that Milwaukee kind of didn't realize that that's what Boston would do. Like, it's what everyone should do against the Bucks. Right. Just try to take Giannis out, and if, like, Chris Middleton and all these guys beat you, then... Okay. So be it, right? The fact that they don't have Malcolm Brogdon is starting to really look yeah. like a big problem for them. They thought they'd just be fine and maybe he'll come back next series. It might not be a next series for them if they don't <laughs> uh, straighten up. Yeah, but w- these, these are also game one possibly overreactions. And oh, Philly yes. could come out tonight and, and beat Toronto and all of a sudden... You Bring know, down the hammer, you never exactly. know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To the West, Golden State just, just gets past Houston in the series that many are considering to almost be the finals. It yeah. feels like it, kind of. Like if Houston beats Golden State, they're the one team that can do it. 
And I'm they still... almost do, even though James Harden did not have a great game. Yeah, I want to see that 70-point game from Harden already. <laughs> now, this is going to be a bit of a – it's not going to be a hot take. I might sound like one, but I'm tired of the Rockets whining so much about the ref mm. calls. They – have you seen how far they? Golden State does too a lot. Yeah, Everyone Golden does. State does. Those a two lot. are. I think they're the two whiniest teams in the yes, NBA. Probably. And they and they're have two of the best. They have some of the best players in the league, and that's why they whine. But I don't think you can jump and l- go forward like two feet from where you jumped, and then complain that the ref doesn't call a foul on you. Right. It happens a lot. And if, as Harden said, if they just call the game the right way. I expect him to get a couple traveling calls next game. Mm. <laughs> just to even it out. Yeah, and go, James hey. Harden's asking for those yeah. things to be called. Oh. He, the first double step back. I just back want he's a chance, do, he said. It's like, okay, dude. The first double step back he does, he's going to get called for travel. And then they'll be like, see, we're calling it the way it should be called. And then that'll be the. And then they'll just go back to whatever ridiculousness. I just want to see a shootout between him and Curry. That's all I want. So, That's what has to happen for Golden State to lose? Well, they didn't play super great and still ended up winning. Um,. I think Draymond Green's got to kick someone in the. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's one thing. And then they all got to fight internally. Uh-huh. And then the rumors have to spark that Kevin Durant's going to Toronto. Yeah. And let's just light that fire. Are you going to start that rumor just yourself? I'm starting it right now. This is it. a hot take rumor. Kevin Durant coming to Toronto, everybody. Now, right? Write it down. Such, it's so crazy with Golden State that all it takes is like like Curry and, and Clay Thompson can play okay. And then Durant just goes out of his mind and plays. But let's say next game they uh, they isolate Durant and he doesn't play that well. Then Curry will just go off. There's, they're so hard to kill Golden yeah. State. It's so like you just have to kill them with offense. You got to kill them with points. I mean, much. yeah. They, I mean, Houston did kind of play the game they wanted to play. Yeah. Last game with a slower pace and it was only one one hundred one hundred four to one hundred last game. That's a Houston style game more than it is a a Warriors style game, and they still lost. So I don't know what chance they have. I mean, they'll win a game. They'll probably win game three. Let's but, see how many points Harden can put up. That's going to have to be it. They're going to have to. Well, they to... played a seven game series last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're basically the same teams as they were last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the one X factor that Golden State thought to have had is not there to Marcus Cousins. So right. they, they are basically back to square one. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, If they run with the Warriors, they're not going to win all the games. But that might be what they have to do and just hope it works out. And finally, Denver, Portland, Damian Lillard. We all knew he was good. Mm-hmm. But did we know he was this good? You know, I heard Kyle saying earlier he was a B-plus player. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. I'm just messing with you. No. Uh, I would love to see Portland uh, continue. I don't think many people even saw them making it uh, out of the first initially, which was weird. Well, no one watches them play. Yeah. Right? They're in the Northwest. They I don't get they any kind of national TV coverage. Damian Lillard is good. And then he just – I don't know if there was any more satisfying a moment than him hitting a 37-footer to win the series and waving the thunder <laughs> away, stone-face killer. Yeah. It was amazing. For 50. For 50. For 50 points. Lillard is one of those guys that if he had played anywhere else on, like, the Knicks, not even on the Knicks, just on, like, some random East Coast team, even, like, the Hawks, he'd be more popular. I think he plays in, he plays in a weird time zone. Rip City. A lot of people don't see him. He's beloved in oh, yes. Portland, certainly. Oh, they love, they this love was, the, the, the Blazers This there. was his coming That's out. That's all they got. That was his coming out party, and then everyone on the West Coast was like, yeah, we know, he's amazing. Yeah. Deal, you know, catch up, right? But well, he's, he's a uh, first-team All-NBAer, is he not? Potentially. Yeah, Possible. potentially. Yeah. yeah, it's tough when you got Harden and well, you could go ahead of Curry this year. But yeah, yeah, it's tough when you have some of the best guards in the world there too. But yeah, he's right there. The second least. round is just nice in the NBA playoffs because it's refreshing. You can play this in your head where you're like, wouldn't it be nice if we saw Houston taking on Portland? 
Oh, wouldn't that be great? And the Raptors taking on uh, Milwaukee or Boston and then not worrying about Golden State or LeBron. So, yeah. I mean, we don't have to worry about LeBron, but it's still like, well, it still feels like we're going to get a taste of something we've already had. And now the series are actually worth watching. Because yeah. So many five game series, four game series. These are going to be good long series. And I look at Denver and think they just, they need a seven to beat the Spurs, and the Spurs are that institutional team. But I don't know. I, I know they got Jokic, down. but they don't have, their other parts aren't, I don't think, really playoff ready. I think Denver's playing with house money at this point, even though yeah. they are a two seed. I don't think anyone expects a lot from them. Like Jamal Murray's now. hit or miss, and. Gary yeah. Harris, Will Barton, all these guys. Are like, I love okay. Jokic, though. Oh, Jokic just, just is looks fantastic. like someone's dad. He's great. It's I think great. we all just want. Uh, we Portland could all relate to him as big white guys. Hot. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm still going for. Portland, you guys. You guys can pick Jokic, but right. uh, I want Portland to make it. I do too. Me too. Yeah. So we're thinking what? Portland, Golden State, uh, Toronto, and Boston. Boston. Yeah, I'm still going with Milwaukee. I think Giannis could overcome a lot. But, yeah, the rest of them I'm in agreement with you guys. We will reconvene in round three. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?